If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Better with Dr. Erica. Don't you want to be better, do better, and live better? With 21 years of experience in human behavior, Dr. Erica will help you put the you back in your life. Now, take this time to focus on opening yourself to this experience and let Dr. Erica pour into you. And here's your host, Dr. Erica. Welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Erica. I am a Harvard-trained double board certified psychiatrist, and I'm bringing my over 20 years of experience to this discussion today. My special guest today is Leela Goodwin. If you haven't guessed, she's my mom. I decided not to hog all of her attention to myself, but to share it with you. I realize everyone doesn't have access to these kinds of conversations because their mom may have passed away or they may have a strained relationship with their mom. So I'm sharing mine with you. You'll want to listen to this entire show because we are talking about insights that can help all of you, even if you don't identify as a woman. Get ready to be the extra person at the kitchen table with your cup of coffee or tea as we discuss the different identities of women, balancing purpose in family, burnout with additional considerations for women, and taking care of yourself versus taking care of everybody else. As you can see, these lessons apply to everyone. And you want to hear all of this because it will give you valuable life lessons about unlocking some of the keys that keep us trapped in our own frustration. The bonus is that if you're not a woman, the woman-specific stuff will give you additional insight into the lives of the women around you, including your significant others, daughters, moms, and co-workers. And guess what? I am not going to keep you from it. Let's go ahead and get to the actual interview. Hello, hello, hello. I'm not going to keep you here forever, but I'm going to make sure that we have a really great time. And I'm honored to be able to share the woman that has given me so much wisdom. I decided I would not hold all the wisdom to myself and I would share it with my peeps. So I'm here to share all of this wisdom with you that I get to get every day. So this is my mom. Her name is Leela Goodwin, but that does not tell you everything about her. She is phenomenal. If you looked up mom in the dictionary, it would be a picture of her because she's just such a great mom. She's always had my back. She's always been 100% team Dr. Erica. She's brilliant. She's smart. She's innovative. I feel like there's almost no problem that she can't solve or fix. Welcome, my mom. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that intro. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Erica's mom. Is there anything you want to tell them beyond what I told them? No. All right. <laughs> so I'm so proud to be able to bring on my mother because she's taught me so many wonderful lessons that I wanted to share some of them with you, especially so that we can have some open, honest conversations around 
things that help empower women and ways we can problem solve around some of the issues that a lot of us share, no matter how we do the woman thing, so that we can all move forward together. So the first thing I'd like to ask you about is, um, for all y'all out there, you may not know because my mother is so brilliant, she's so smart, she's done so many things that one of the things she did was she was actually a homemaker. And I know a lot of my contemporaries, a lot of us have way too many degrees, went to school way too long. Um, didn't make me any smarter than my mom. I just went to school longer. Um, what is something that inspired you to become a homemaker? And can you tell the people what exactly a homemaker is? Because some people, I think what they think a homemaker is and what a homemaker does, in the same. Well, my definition of a homemaker is not today's stay-at-home mom. My definition of a homemaker is taking care of your home and your family. That's your job. And when I was raising Dr. Erica, everybody had a job. Her dad's job was to go to work and support the family. Her job was to go to school and do the best she could. And my job was everything else. So homemakers all around everything. That's, that's everything else was a lot of things. <laughs> it, I, I will testify, it was a lot of things. And what do you think lit the fire underneath you? Because one of the things I remember a lot growing up, my mother was a homemaker. So she did all the things from managing everything in the house, managing the money, hard starting better than the clinic. I mean, then the cleaners getting me everywhere just doing literally all the things. But on top of that, she also had this entrepreneurial spirit and periodically she'd be running small businesses out of the home or even outside the home. What do you think lit that entrepreneurial spirit for you? Um, unfortunately, I think it was partly my lack of focus is I have a short attention span. So I was always off to another project. So it was like running the home, but at the same time doing other things so that I didn't lose me in that process. So now what inspired you to end up rejoining corporate America? Divorce and need to work, support myself. <laughs> <laughs> Where the money was out. <laughs> Say bills. <laughs> I mean, that's, on, that's the that's honest answer. You know, and I, I think that's important is that we always have all these conversations around and it's a big thing now that we're all talking about living your purpose, doing your passion. And there's always this balance between how to make your passion and purpose align with what will take care of your basic needs, because we all still have bills and responsibilities and making sure that these align so that in the ideal world, your passion and your purpose aligned to something that you can actually also make money with. <laughs> but there are times where that's not where, where the journey is and we're just trying to be where the money resides. Oh my God, this is a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more conversation from my amazing guest and yours truly on Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for the better tip of the week. So this week's tip focuses on self-talk. You ready? Here it goes. Tell yourself at least one compliment every day. So tell yourself something great 
We often spend our time complimenting other people, but we need to give ourselves some of that love. Show yourself some love. So if it's even something as simple as, hey self, you look great today, or I look great today, or I'm really smart, or I really had a good meeting, or I cooked some really good food today. Just take a moment and give yourself some love, focus on that self-talk, and give yourself a compliment. Because you know what? You deserve it. Back to the show. So my mother is, um, I'm just going to tell something on her. She is like rain man when it comes to making a, a dollar out of 15 cents. Managing money, making money work, which put her in a position where even though she was a homemaker for all of my childhood, she was still able to retire. So what is it like being a retired woman? It is wonderful to not. There are days when it's like you get tired of not having much. I won't say not having anything to do, but not having anywhere to have to be because you've done that for so long. But every time the thought of getting a job comes to mind, it doesn't stay there very long because I think about the fact that somebody's going to want me to be there on time every day and stay there all day. And I don't have to do any of that anymore. So retirement's wonderful, you know, for me. I'm, I'm luckier than a lot of people, and I consider myself blessed that I don't have to live my life from a position of scarcity, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, I was lucky enough to have been able to come along during a time when if you were into investing, your investments made money that is still around. So um, I, I think I'd say my next question is, is so we made it, you, you somehow were able to still retire. And I know you've worn, as they say, a lot of hats um, and the definition and just how we all look at what womanhood varies so much to each person. What does it mean to you to be a woman? Well, growing up as a, as a little kid, you know, you're taught that you can be anything and do anything. Then as you grow up, society doesn't reflect that. It, it puts women in these boxes where you have to make choices. And it's, it's almost like you can either follow your passion or you can have a family. But I couldn't do both the way I wanted to do them. I won't say you couldn't do both, but I couldn't do them the way I wanted to do them. That's what a lot of a lot of women struggle with because I I'll give an example of I remember going to all of these psychiatric or doctors women's groups and it was always interesting because if you were single or didn't have children it was kind of like people kind of gave you the stiff arm like you really don't have anything to say if you weren't an academic and you weren't a mom and you weren't a wife you just didn't add value and I you know I think what's What's beautiful about a lot of the conversations people are starting to have now is it opens that full range space for a broader and almost like a tapestry of experiences of womanhood, because being a mom is phenomenal. It's it's you know, I I have to say my my mother, (laughs) but there's more than a person that's not a mom isn't less than a woman because they are a mom or someone that's not a wife isn't less. And I love the fact that we're starting to make more space for these varied experiences because like some of my best friends 
None of us have children. We don't plan on having children. And there was a time where you couldn't almost say that out loud without people looking at you like, because you weren't going to have kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love the, the idea that there's space for that. But I do think there's a lot of a lot of space for us all to continue to explore. How can we find ways to balance passion, purpose, and all the things we want? We may not be able to have all of them. I'm also a believer. I remember reading this book by Veronica Chambers, Having It All. And there have been so many books titled Having It All, is that it's difficult to truly have it all. You have to kind of pick and choose or define what all is. And all literally can't be a lot of times all of the things. And I love the fact that now we're having space to start having these conversations around how can you how can you claim your passion and your purpose in a way that you can still have some of those other things you desire. So it's not these huge hard choices that historically we've had to make. So some of it is the choices, some of it is being able to find creative solutions where it might not be all of the things, but it you can at least have the things that will matter to you and bring you joy. That's well, my thing. Uh, being a parent is, is difficult at best. And when it's possible for you to, to try to have it all. But what tends to happen is as a woman, you tend to burn out. This is not an indictment of men, but they tend to come home from work and eat dinner and watch television. Even if you don't have virtual school, you've got little kiddos that have homework to do. You've got to get their clothes ready for the next day. You've got to get them bathed in bed. Then you've still got other stuff you have to do. And I was an old school mom, so I ironed clothes. So oftentimes I'd have to iron shirts because I wanted my husband to look a certain way when he went to work because I was raised that how, how a man looked when he left the house was a direct reflection on his wife. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of those old school norms that have gone out the door, but when I was coming along, that's just the way it was. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, anybody that thinks having a career, having a family, even if you're married and don't have children, that's not an easy job for women. So, so when you talk about how it's not necessarily easy, what are some of the things you've learned along the way from your journey of being a homemaker, wife, mom, everyone under the same house to being an empty nester and still being vibrant and doing things? What have you learned as far as some strategies that you feel like have been helpful when it comes to balancing taking care of yourself versus taking care of the world. Well, and, and you hit the nail on the head, taking care of yourself. It's, as women, we tend to put ourselves last. And what tends to happen is eventually you, your body's gonna get broke down and then you're not even good to anybody else. So we have to be mindful of doing self-care. And sometimes self-care might only mean um, Get you a chair and go sit out on the porch by yourself where there's nobody asking you for anything 
or the need to do anything. You know, self-care to everybody means something different. Sometimes for me, self-care is I like to go stumble around in craft stores. I can be there all day. (laughs) I can spend hours in Michael's. I can spend hours in Joanne's, but crafts are my thing. Were there ever any times you hid for me to get your alone time? Yes. (laughs) No, not really. uh, Because this is going to, I don't want to sound like a tyrant, but you had structure in your life and you had a certain time you had to go to bed. You know, as a little kid, you weren't up to nine or 10 o'clock at night. You know, uh, probably when you were in kindergarten, the latest you were ever up was eight o'clock. I mean, it's still light outside. You're in bed. And that's how you manage your time. So then I could have a few minutes that I was away from you. But, you know, you were ideal kid that didn't need to be with me. Oh, I feel all the warm. Well, and two, then uh, you spent a lot of time with your grandmother. So when mom would travel, you were her travel companion. So I had some time when you'd just be gone because you all would be off to California or to Florida or wherever uh, my younger sister was living, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll warn everybody, we're at the speed round. Uh-oh. You ready, Mom? Okay. You've got this. You've got this, Mom. You're rocking. So what is the best lesson that you learned from your mom? Uh, to be truthful and have integrity. Okay. And what is one piece of advice you'd like to give to your younger self? Uh to never give so much of yourself that you lose yourself or let other people control your life to where you lose yourself. Can I just put, that was a word. That was a word. Listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there and we will be back after a quick break. To stay in touch with all things Better with Dr. Erica, You can go to betterthepodcast.com and you can also follow us on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A. My parents used all the letters on all social media. I look forward to hearing from you. There's so much busyness in adulting, which, you know, y'all never told us how much adulting, how much work it went into adulting. Uh, that it's so easy, especially as a woman, to lose yourself in everything or to lose yourself in what everyone's telling you you should be doing or who you are. Well, you wake up one day and your self-esteem is gone and you you don't you weren't even aware that you were losing it. So to be mindful of that, you know, and never lose yourself. I love it. So what is. um one of your favorite gifts to yourself. It could be small. It could be big. It could be my truck. <laughs> now for y'all, my mother has talked about this truck like a dog. <laughs> she really has. Like, I miss my Murano. Well, I did like my Murano better, but you know, it was a truck too. But uh, my trucks. Okay. So you have a day off, which you have actually because you retired. What are you looking forward to doing on your day off? 
craft shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is I'm so amused. I'm so yeah. amused. Okay. Um what's what's one thing that you do if someone either disrespects you or underestimates you? It depends on to what extent that happens. Um there are there are ways to correct people without it becoming adversarial. You know, it's like, I'm not one to be pushed around. I'm pretty, e you know, I can be pretty easy going, but you know. This is from the lady that has made Carl Salesman cry. I did not make him cry, he just teared up. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the last one is, what is your superpower? You have lots of them, so you can just pick one. Uh, the one I'll pick, and it's probably the one that you talk about the most, is for whatever reason, and I don't know at what point I developed the talent, but to have conversations with people to get them to do the things that I want them to do and have them think it was their idea. That's my superpower. Listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there, and we will be back after a quick break. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. And we're back. I totally love our sponsors. We couldn't do this podcast without them. So do you have any final thoughts, takeaways, or messages you want to give the people out in the interwebs? Well, um, just enjoy life. Take care of yourself. Because if you take care of yourself, then you have something to give to other people. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's a theme on, um, I think Lisa Nichols says it now, the whole world says it about serving people from your overflow. So making sure that your cup stays full. I, I, I love that. That's one of my favorites. I think it's really, it's so critical um, because a lot of times we're just running around on E and then trying to take care of people. And that's been me most of my life but I'm learning. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so if I had to say, what are my parting words? One is that just make sure that each day there's at least one thing to be grateful for and to hold on to the little moments. I was listening to a podcast the other day and someone was mentioning that when people felt like they were in situations where they might potentially die, what flashed across their their mind weren't these huge, big moments. It was all these little, small moments. So most of us, even in the middle of stress or chaos, have these small little pockets of joy or, or pockets of satisfaction. And it's just to hold on to the little ones. Don't let the little ones go by and not notice. So that's what I got for you. So I want to say thank you all so much for quality time. I'm very thankful that you have chosen to spend some time with me. Again, I am your host, Dr. Erica, Harvard-trained psychiatrist and integrative lifestyle coach. 
I'm just extremely passionate about helping people be better so they could do better and ultimately live better. I do that through my telepsychiatry practice, my books and my speaking. One of my superpowers is making mental health practical. And I do that so that you can get that life that you are actually created for. You have your usual prescription. Call at least one person and tell them that you love them. Can you do that for me? The last thing is, as you know, the COVID is still out there. I just want you to know to still continue to wear your mask, stay at least six feet apart. Don't be gathering in large groups, wash your hands, all the same stuff we've been doing because I would, and my wish for all of us is that one or two years from now, we're sitting up drinking cocoa, tea, coffee, whatever, having conversations about how life was during this season. So I want us all to make it through this season so we can reflect on it in the future. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to me and my mom. I also appreciate that you trust me enough to let me spend quality time all up in your ears. So I have one more thing to ask of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, can you do me a favor? Let your people know. Let some friends and family know. Sharing is caring. Oh, one more bonus. Also, can you follow or subscribe? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review. It just makes me be able to provide even more and more content. So that's all I have for you today. So until next time, have a better day. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Dr. Erica at D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A and online at betterthepodcast.com. Follow her to get practical strategies to deal with feelings of frustration and overwhelm so you can be a thriving star in your own life story. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe button and also leave a review. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.